The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is iHeartRadio's Prattcast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams. Uh, guess what? It's not Wells Adams. It's Teddy Mellencamp, and I'm here with Stephanie today. She's back from Hawaii. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is the most exciting podcast. Sorry, Wells. But Teddy Mellencamp's here, which is so weird because when I was in Hawaii, just got back last week, I was thinking about, because I've got press coming up, and that means, you know, seeing my family. And so I've been, you know, that's in the back of my mind that that's coming. It's very soon. And I wanted to bring someone with me to every, like, press day just to, like, you know, talk through. And if I get dirty, look, like, just to have some safety with me. And I was like, oh, my God, Teddy Mellencamp does this. <laughs> not, not go with people to press days, but, like. I'm like, I don't know that I could sign up for that. Yeah, not no. that. But, like, you, your whole career is helping people and, you know. So I was like. So then I tried to find my accountability in all of this. Right. And I did. Okay. I'll get to that. I'm excited but to hear that. I, it's so weird that when Amy told me you were co-hosting, I was like, Amy, this is so crazy. I was going to write Teddy just for like some help or like maybe to do her program. But I was like, you know, she's so busy. She's on the Housewives. <laughs> and that's honestly why I didn't reach out. Oh, well, I mean, what I specialize in is when it comes to health and fitness. But the biggest thing is if you're feeling good about yourself. If you're feeling just in the things that you're saying or you're doing and you're being real, then that's what matters. And that's what I'm doing. And you know what? Sometimes it's going to be hard, but as long as you're taking a deep dive in and looking at your place and everything that's happened, that's all you can do. I'm sure there's more than what I have found. Um, And I would love if you have any insight to hear about it. But wait, also... Speaking about Wells, just because I do miss his little face, <laughs> can I just say that he is the sweetest, most supportive person ever? I mean, he's been texting me throughout this. Just, can I do anything? Checking on you? How are you? He's a good friend. Um, I, like, cannot even explain, like, how good of a person he is. Um, so just shout out to Wells. Thank you so much for being such a good friend. Um. Yeah. And how, how was being in Hawaii? I had to. Oh, my God. I listened to the podcast last week, and everyone's saying they can't get a hold of me. <laughs> okay, you guys, you never were able to get a hold of me. I've always been like this. Amy, haven't I always been weird with my phone? 100%. Stephanie, <laughs> and, and maybe Teddy could I, I need to know, like, how is. many unread emails do you have or text messages? Let's just, let's take a deep Stephanie dive into that. does what I call go dark. Like, she just oh. disappears. Whoa, that just gave me a lot of anxiety. How many? 12,546 emails. 103 texts. (laughs) We might be polar opposites. Sometimes I think when she's really happy, she disappears. And then sometimes I think when she's in a sad place, she disappears. 
you know what? You're probably doing what you need to do to protect yourself. No, I'm just not like a tech person. But are, do you respond to texts? You know, I'm like my dog. <laughs> you have my to dog kind of is always sure. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to say, Steph, you have to get back to me. Yeah. Do so you just do the question mark on the little blue circle? No, like... I just start to get like... <laughs> aggro? I need, yeah, a little aggro. <laughs> I need you to respond. What's going on? Because I'm her opposite. So. But the thing is, is like, all I do is talk about my life, you know, filming and when my friends are checking in on me and they want to hear what's going on, like the last thing I want to do is talk about what's going on. I don't want to give them that negative energy also, like, you know. Well, also, you're very vulnerable on your Instagram. I did a deep dive into your Instagram and you're very vulnerable with how you're how Teddy you're looked at my Instagram. <laughs> But because of that, sometimes once you feel like you say your piece, you kind of just want to be done with it. Well, that's the thing. If I hadn't gone to Hawaii, I would be like in pieces right now. Not good at all. Um, so my three weeks in Hawaii, you know, I, I did it again. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't text anyone. My work knew that I was on holiday, that they can't contact me. Um, I think I missed a conference call. Yes. That's <laughs> all right. Um, but I just, I need that because I've been doing this. I've been doing reality TV for 10 years because in London, I'm, I've been on a show over there. Oh, I know. So, um, you know, I am literally just, there's drama everywhere in my life. And it's, I'm so honest and open that it is my life. What so it tools, takes a toll. What tools are you doing for yourself to help you get through it not look at my phone not look at your phone okay but what else for you are you doing like are you journaling are you taking walks are you doing like any soul searching yeah i went to hawaii <laughs> right that's a vacation <laughs> um, i mean it definitely was but it was also like i rented this house alakona Kauai, best rentals ever um and no that was not yeah. <laughs> Fine if it was. No, I didn't get a hookup. Anyways, um, and it's like your own little resort, the house that I always rent. And so just an unplugged. I was just, yeah, I was alone. You know, in the mornings I'd work out. And then I had like a whole routine every day. And I have my friends there that when I wanted to see them, you know, we'd hang out. But I just wanted to be alone and think about everything. Well, I think that's... that's and that's how I thought of my accountability. <laughs> <laughs> so you held yourself accountable to doing this for three weeks and you did. Oh, not that. Oh. Just like my my part in this family saga. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. So should I ask any questions about the family yeah. saga? So where are we now? In the same place. In the same exact place. Yes. Have you heard from anyone? Have you heard from your mom? Have you heard from your dad? My mom has sent me two emails and a text. Okay. And did you respond? No. May I ask a question? Could you have a separate relationship with them that does not involve the other two people involved no it's one in the same no matter yeah. what but again like you know i'm so grateful for everyone's support and all the comments that i do read and the ones that amy sends over from the email but don't be worried about me like also i just moved back to la you know this year has been really crazy for me i've been living in london in june it'll be six years so a lot of this is, you know, moving back to L.A. I haven't been here for ages. So I've just got a lot going on and I'm sensitive. And yeah, so I don't want anyone to worry because a lot of this is situational. And, you know, I know we'll get better. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to set healthy boundaries. I think it's also important to know if something's lingering with you, like at least for me, like I know if I don't return a text message that it's going to weigh on my heart and I'm going to continue thinking about it, even though I'm telling myself, I don't care, I'm moving on from this. So, you know, I think it's okay to sit on something to think about it, but I think it's also important for you to say, what is it that I really need? What is it that I need inside versus is this my pride? Is this about trying to say what's right? Or is this something that I really need? That, you know what I mean? That That's, is, is, this, is this really what I need? And, you know, I think that you, there is a way to make things work where you set up boundaries as long as you're completely transparent with those people around you, as long as you say, this is what I need for me. 
I am sorry for anything, you know, take responsibility for any part that you can, but setting healthy boundaries for yourself, but also being in a little bit of communication will make you feel less out of control. I think, I mean, but that, you know, that's me, but I think I'm that person that if I know that there's that lingering hurt or pain, I can't move on from it. It's, it's just, it repeats. It's deja vu, deja vu for 10 years. And yeah, I just, I know I've done the right thing. Then that's, then that's really, I mean, then that's what you can do. And you know what? The right thing today may not be the right thing two months from now. You may change your mind. You may have a different thought about something. And that is also okay. I think the most important thing for all of us is whether we're involved, not involved, we're just trying to figure out a way that works for us that's safe for all parties involved. And do you think, Teddy, that Steph should respond to her mom in some way with those two emails and the text? She didn't email me or text me on my birthday. And then she writes me like a sassy email the next week. I think I personally, I can only say what I would do. I personally, if I wanted to have a relationship with my mother, I would say, hi, I love you. I'm going through a very hard time right now. I'm taking everything personally and I just need some space. And I've done that in the past. I mean, my... Because <laughs> it's hard. You're in that phase, which I get it. I get this way, too. You've already answered all of your own questions. Not even that. Like, this has been the same dynamic, and that's why I exploded. But, th- like, this is reoccurring. Is there a way to not actually care what your family does in regards to Heidi and Spencer and just have your own relationship with them and truthfully block out that portion? I can't because... When we're both in my parents' lives, I'm the one getting shitty texts from my mom. So I don't want any communication with her. Right. I mean, she's always making me feel guilty and shame. And I've learned in therapy that shame is one of the worst. The worst. Worst. Yeah. You, nobody wants to feel that way. But I mean, I, truthfully, you know, you know better than anybody what is best for you. But if if you've laid out your boundaries to your mom, mom, I would love to have a relationship with you. But here is my non-negotiables for that. If you can live with that and you can live with the relationship with me knowing these boundaries, that's great. If not, we're, we have to cut ties because it's not healthy for me. It's making me feel worse daily. How about your sister? Have you talked to your sister? No. Do you think you could have a relationship with her, though? I don't want to put her in the middle of this. Interesting. Teddy, on that. I, every relationship I have in my life is separate from one another. I can't base one relationship on every other relationship because then I would be so angry and bitter all the time about things. Like, even when it comes to friends, like friend groups, like I have a group of girlfriends and if one feeling is hurt because one couldn't do this and the other one wasn't invited and all these small things, I have to just always say, this is a friendship that I have with you. Focus on the friendship I have with you. It has nothing to do with her or her, you know, whatever it is. So I think in regards to your sister, if you want a relationship with her, have one and don't discuss this other stuff. Don't put that on her. But still be her, you know, you can still be her friend, be her sister, but be in her life. The minute I start talking to my sister, my mom's going to be all over my sister. Well, then that's up to your and sister I- to set those boundaries. You want to be in your sister's life, huh. right? Yeah. She's a big girl. She's, this girl is good. She, she's is so good. good. No, but I literally just learned about boundaries like no. two years ago. <laughs> but like, if, they're so important. You, I think you can call your sister and say, listen, I know this has been a lot of drama. I know it's uncomfortable for everyone. I love you. Can we just go to lunch? I don't want any drama. I don't want it. I, all I want is a relationship with you. I need you in my life. It's as simple as that. No, and it sounds it, really it, scary. They want to cry. No, I think it sounds, it sounds powerful. And if, you're, if your mom gets on your sister, it's up to your sister to handle that relationship, how she sees fit. And I have a feeling she handles your mom probably differently than you do. Every sibling handles their parents different than the other. You know, like I'm one of those people where if I get a hard time from my dad or whatever, I'll be like, I joke back. That's my defense mechanism. I'd be like, ha, 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 yeah, okay, tough guy, or I'll make fun of myself, or whatever it is. But I think that 
it's okay. You don't have to worry how everybody else is going to handle a situation. Worry about what's important to you. And if what's important to you is to having a relationship with some family, do that and do everything you can to make it about your relationship with that specific person. It does not need to be a group. I'm writing notes. Sorry for my silence. <laughs> I see Stephanie writing notes and it's like she's taking it really seriously and taking your advice. Oh, absolutely. I do believe she wants to. I'm very pragmatic about my health and my emotions. I have been since therapy when I was 14. I'm very in tune. I want to learn. I'm constantly learning. And so do I. I mean, I believe me, I make plenty of mistakes constantly. Mm. No, I do. I mean, and I am the world's best at beating myself up after I do something and not letting it go. And so I understand all of those different emotions. I mean, heck, I have like raging anxiety. I didn't even drive here today. I had to take an Uber because my anxiety is so bad. Like I, we all have I our things. never think that about you. Oh, that's ever. why I'm saying, but I know what works for me and what doesn't. I barely drive. I drive my kids to school <laughs> and like there are three like places that I take them after school. And other than that, I don't drive. Because you get more anxious when you're driving. I get more anxious when I'm driving, so I'd rather be in an Uber where I can work and feel comfortable and then not be like... You need to a- move to London. <laughs> it's all about black cabs. But, but you see what I'm saying? We all have our thing. And also, you just don't know what is going on in someone else because I know Teddy enough. <laughs> yeah. And you come across to me as secure, confident, mm-hmm. together, bold, strong. Like, I would never think that. And I think I find strength in talking about it. So I understand why you're vulnerable on your Instagram because of that reason. I find strength in saying, listen, this is something that exists out there. You know, I can make fun of myself for it. I can be like, oh, not driving there. That's out of the comfort zone. You know, whatever it is that gets me through it. But I also have set boundaries for myself. You know this is a problem for you, Teddy. So don't continue to put yourself in situations that you know are going to make you uncomfortable. I was going through the rabbit hole today about, oh, I'm going to have to pull in the parking garage and blah, blah, blah. And what if this happens? What if I crash the car? Like all every single crazy hypothetical. But that these we buildings in Burbank are a nightmare. <laughs> right? I get lost. Okay. I See, always park on the wrong Good thing I Ubered. But you know what I'm saying? You never know. It's so hard. Some, you never know what somebody else is dealing with. So take it easy on yourself and really just focus on what matters to you, not what anybody else thinks, not what how they're going to handle it. I have a quick question. Okay. Something that you said earlier, you were saying that maybe if I did have some kind of communication that I would feel less out of control um, because that's your experience. But I think right now what I'm doing is breaking out of being controlled. So it, mm. isn't it good to be out of control, right? Like... If if you if that is how you feel in this situation, then that's that's fine. Wait, I want to repeat that because I thought that was very fascinating what you just said. I'm really curious. You're breaking out of being controlled, controlled. which I do see. Yes, I, I I think that if that is truly how you feel, and have you said that directly to them? I have distanced myself from you guys because I don't like feeling controlled and feeling stifled. I love you. I wish I could have a relationship with you, but we have to come to terms if we are going to. And I just don't feel like we are there. Perfect. Hopefully they'll listen to that. You know, and if they <laughs> don't, I'm not I'm ready like, to say that. that. Down. You, that you down. never want to be the person. I, I never want to be the person that didn't say exactly how I was feeling to somebody and have it pent up inside of me. The, what, totally the what if, and I feel more in control when I have been very clear with my directive. I think it can get a little fuzzy when you're on a TV show and there's stuff being played out in the press and there's this drama and people posting Insta stories and blah, 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 you know, whatever it is. But if you're direct to the person, you say everything you need to say to them, not with anger, but with honesty, it's up to them on how they're gonna take it and then you can stay true to who you are and be like, good, done. And, and you made it about a personal relationship, not on Instagram, not on, pre- not in press, directly to the person. It's so funny because all my friends and you guys here, they're always like, we can't find Stephanie, her phone, she doesn't answer. <laughs> but that's kind of like I open up on the podcast and on TV and I kind of feel safer with 
the viewers and my supporters. Yeah, I would and love to I, know Teddy's thoughts on that, being that she's also on TV and also very high profile on Instagram. Do you un- relate to that? I, I understand. I, I definitely don't feel more comfortable, but... But I've been doing this since I was 22. Yeah, you've been doing it a long time, but I definitely take the people I feel safest with are, are... is my husband and my best friends. And those are the people I really open up to. I, when it comes to Instagram, if something bad's happening, I was being like harassed a little bit. And I, what do you mean? Trolls? Trolls, like really bad (gasps) trolls. Like that they hoped I would kill myself, those types of things. And, you know, like right before I went and did something, someone sent me a message and said, you know, I hope you, you off yourself. Nobody would care anyway. Everyone and, gets those. And everybody. People just hate and, anyone famous. And, and, so I, stop reading those studies. No, but like <laughs> the example is the way I get through it on social media is I talk about it. I say, just so you know, I'm a person. I have eyes. I read this. It hurts my feelings. Um, you know, I yes, I'm ignoring it, but I would be lying if I said it doesn't bother me. But why do you read them? I mean, it's part of my job on, like, reading through things, like reading through messages or captions or whatever. For me, it's all research, good and bad. I need to see what I'm putting my kids out there to. If I turned a blind eye to everything that's, you know, going on, how am I going to raise my kids and protect them the way I need to? And that's definitely what I do. So I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think if in real life, in real time, not on TV— you have those people that you really trust that you can really open up to. Oh, I've you- got two best friends that I will. But, like, it becomes to the point where I don't want to keep telling them. I don't want to keep putting all this negative stuff. So, like, we just won't. They've got nothing going on. I've got nothing going on except for all this shit. So it's just like there's nothing really. Well, you can start creating things that make you inspired and make you happy that make you feel better and that makes all of this other stuff feel less well yeah angsty you know I'm, what I'm I mean I'm so lucky that I have a clothing range and a jewelry range that yeah you know keeps me busy by what the way does Amy, range mean for people that don't know what that means oh sorry <laughs> line oh <laughs> um I brought you guys jewelry oh awesome brand new I love it new also we're gonna get to all the questions people wrote in thank I mean Thank you for these great questions, Prattcast at iHeartRadio. But maybe Teddy can start talking to you about, because I did see this comment on your Instagram, and I actually do know you saw it too. And it it really made me feel good for you when Brody wrote on your Instagram. Did you see it? You saw it. Yeah, I responded. I was very shocked by that. So I don't know if Teddy saw it. So Steph wrote that. Instagram as she was coming home from Hawaii. Right. And Brody wrote something. I'm Mark, do you have it? I'm paraphrasing. But he basically wrote, Steph, like, you do have friends and family and we're here for you. And I thought it was really kind. You know, I think Brody has probably the best insight into my brother and I's relationship and Heidi. Uh, And he's been on the other end of them as well, where he shows up. He came to a photo shoot and like didn't talk to anyone. And like the next day we're at another photo shoot and we're like getting along. And I was like, so what, like, what was wrong yesterday? I thought we were like in a fight or something. He was like, no, like, I never know if I'm in a fight with your brother and Heidi. So no one was kind of like, they didn't say hi to me. So I was just kind of like, you know, I felt anxious and I just wanted to, you know, get this over with. And it's so interesting because that's exactly how I feel. I never know. And so Brody's had to deal with this. You know, since he was 16, 17, and he really gets it. You know, they're like a force to be reckoned with. So, you know, Brody and I will always have our issues. Um, Always, always, always. We'll never be best friends. But I really, like, that comment was amazing. Also that it was public. I think... That he, he was he was reaching out to you and he was telling you that regardless of what his situation is or your situation... You all understand one another. You know what somebody can be going through. And you, nobody wants somebody else to be hurting or feel alone. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, you know you have so many people that feel that exact same way about you. And that's what you have to remember. And start every single, every single negative 
think about the first positive that comes with it. You know, I've been doing really well. Like, I do just want to, like, update <laughs> my health. Yeah. <laughs> I, so many good things have been happening and coming my way. Like, Wells was like, you know, what's new? How are you doing? And I was like, actually, I'm great. All these good things are happening. I feel good. I feel strong. I feel lighter. So, I don't know. This feels very right. I feel very good about this. So I'm doing a lot better. I'm a lot happier. Um, I always just tell myself, even when I, when I feel in those moments, the best is yet to come. And I just say it to myself. I write it down. And then it does. And the new doors open. And then new things happen. And then I never want to stay in a place where I feel complacent, where I feel too comfortable. I want to always push myself. Oh my God, I'm dying for that place. So <laughs> find... Find that place out of your comfort zone where you can push yourself and then all these other things will just start happening for you. And that's kind of what's been happening. I mean, I never thought in a million years that I was going to unleash and tell everyone about parts of this decade. Never in a million years thought that. Never in a million years thought that I wouldn't have my parents. Like, you know, it's all so crazy still. but. And it, it's going to continue being crazy. It's not going to change overnight. And you know what? But it probably will change. It will metamorphose into something else. But if you can focus on the things that, are, that you can do right and the things that you can focus on that are going to make you feel good, everything else will just fall into place. Instead of like, and, and now you don't need to go in a place where you're having like revisionist, like revisionist history. Yeah. Forward. Well, why don't we take a well, quick, do. quick break? <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We're going to do a commercial and then Teddy will get into all these many questions that are pretty juicy. I'm not going to lie. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry 
as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now should we get to some questions mm. from some of the listeners? Oh, dear. Okay, from Lindsay. Ask about her skincare specifically. Nothing that's sponsored and legitimately what she uses daily. Also, I absolutely love the three of you. You and Wells are so great, and I think are handling the whole podcast in the absolute best way possible. And the funniest thing is this girl emailed me again because we made so much fun of all you Instagrammers. Yeah, last week I heard it. So I can get a lot of questions about my my skincare. And she goes, oh my God, I just listened to the show. But I actually do want to know. Yeah, so we I do need to answer. I was like, the only, like, the main question I always get is your skincare routine. So when I was listening to that, I was like, oh, my God, they have no idea. <laughs> that is actually, like, the only question people ask me. Well, you have amazing skin. Thank you. And I did it in high school. I used to stay home from school because it was so bad. <laughs> so this is not, I'm not sponsored by anyone. Dermalogica is the best. Uh, special cleansing gel or soothing eye makeup remover. And then... In the teenager line, (laughs) 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 the um, clean start or clear start toner, and then any of their moisturizers. It's like so simple. I also love vitamin C serums. Uh, Nurse Jamie has some really good ones. Oh, I love Nurse Jamie. Love Nurse Jamie. And then Afterglow, I just had a facial there and ended up buying this pigment product. Um, Yeah. Well, we started out with the easy one. So here- okay. I love that one. <laughs> I want to talk more about it. <laughs> She's like, no, let's stay here. Okay. From Tannis. Um, this is the realest podcast I've listened to with regards to reality television. Every other Bachelor related podcast fabricates things. I get why for privacy, but it's true. They do. I like that Stephanie has been telling her side of the story. She deserves to have a voice. But I think that someone really should press into Steph a bit harder with some real tough love and reassuring support on what exactly her part was in the whole situation. She has to explain the negative things about what her part was, as in why was Heidi taking this protect? Why has Heidi taken this particular stance on her or why is Heidi being passive aggressive? I found my accountability with my parents, which then affects Spencer and Heidi is I've allowed them to take care of me and to control me. When I was a teenager and in my early, early 20s, um, I've always had very bad depression. I've always been on medication for it. Um, But, you know, I was suicidal. And I was also in hospitals a lot for drugs and depression. So my parents were always, you know, parents and there and kind of like, had me in this child role that I gladly accepted. Like, I loved it. I loved being the little girl. And I mean, my dad once was like, I'm going to drive and follow you home. My mom was like, Skip, she lives six blocks away. (laughs) And like, it was nighttime. He's like, I know, I know, but... And like, they've always babied me, but I've allowed it. And so my part in this is all of a sudden I get so mad that I've been controlled and I unleash this, but I've allowed it. So been almost enabled completely. I've, yeah. And um, yeah, this dynamic is definitely my fault. Well, I think, you know, taking taking accountability, knowing that your actions, what where it is that you've done that. Have you said all that to them? No, I just I just came up with this in Hawaii. So these are the things that you need to talk to your family about. But- I don't want to talk to them. They're not ready. Yeah, what does she do but about they're that? They're not ready. I don't Teddy want to talk makes to them a for great This point. is the thing. Talking to me and talking to the podcast, that's great. You got to tell them. I know I let you enable me for years. I know that I was controlled by the hope of you were just taking care of me. And I used you for that. But I love you. And I want this pattern to stop for all of us. I truly think if we do all of these things, we can get through it. It's really good because Teddy has said a number of times, you need to tell them. That's the third time. But but I have to tell you, I'm going to be really blunt. They don't deserve it. That is your ego. And I have to be really, really blunt. You being able to tell all of us and not tell them 
is why this problem is getting as big as it's getting. No, because it's getting it, as big because, as it is because this is how every single year this happens. Right. Like they they never change. Right. I'm but constantly in, bettering myself with therapy and Right, but then talk to them. Talk, tell them, have the hard conversations. Have all of the, admit your wrongs, set your boundaries. If you're straightforward with them, 10 years down the road from now, you're not going to have any regrets. But telling me and telling the podcast and telling the viewers is not the same as having a direct conversation. I, I believe me, I hate confrontation. I hate having to have the hard conversations, but I can't sleep at night knowing that I didn't say my complete truth to somebody that's important to me. Even if I'm angry, even if I'm hurt, even if my pride tells me not to. It's just really hard because I would love if it was that kind of deep, serious conversation. But I know what's weighing on my mother is all this media and the press. And that's what but she cares about. Not, that's all she cares about. Thing, but by you not talking to her, it appears that that's what you care about as well. You got to go straight to her and then let her handle it how she wants. You be the bigger person always. Neither of us want to talk to each other. But just hear what Teddy just said. You be the bigger person. But I'm always, Amy, you know me for so long. I'm always the bigger person. I am the first to apologize, always the first to forgive and forget. That's I'm how, not that's saying how I've grown to do up any of those things. But I'm not saying apologize. I'm not saying for, forgive and but forget. But then why do I reach out? Because I'm always on reaching out. Even on the hills, you'll see it. Like, I'm always all I, But I don't want to see it on the TV show. I want you as a person to do what you need to do to make you feel the best you can be. Okay, and then keep keep this, keep this. Not, well, I mean, what, yeah, Teddy, what's your thought on that? Is there ever a time when what Steph's decision is is to sort of cut it off? Is that ever I, the right thing? I, yes, of it's course. The healthy thing I for think me. I think it can be 100% the healthy thing, but I also think if you don't say how you're feeling before you cut it off, you're going to have regrets later. But also, like, this isn't a special situation. Like, I've read so many comments about how I, I, every family is and dysfunctional. I, I empathize with you one million percent. But just let, for one second, think about this. What will be the worst thing that could happen if I'm just completely honest and transparent directly to my, mod, my mother? If I'm completely transparent to my mother. I know you don't know me. <laughs> it's and I'm so happy the viewers, uh, listeners are hearing all this, but I have been too. Then, then over... that's all you can do. Then, then it, as long as you've oh, said everything you need to say and you've set boundaries and you've told them, I exploded. Like right, I've said this so many times to all of them. This has been an issue ongoing. Can you I know, just say the scariest question: What if something happened to your mom or dad? I don't even want to say the word. And you and it is this. I think about that every day. The uh, fact that you think I, about it every day is why it tells me in your, my heart that if you just were to say your piece one final time and just completely transparent and say, listen, I love you. I know this was our past history. I know that it's not healthy going forward. This is where I stand. If you want to reach back out, you can, but it needs to be under these terms. And if it's not, then I'll continue ignoring text messages. You know, lay it out there. Mm -hmm. And then if they can't follow what you need, then then you know that it's done. I also, like, I think I'm getting through this a lot better than people would think I am is because I know I'm going back to London June 27th. Right. But then you're, but just, that means, you're just masking it. But you're that means it's so it much easier, the distance. Right, but it won't be so much easier over time. I promise you on this one. Can we just agree, agree to, and I'm saying this with like complete empathy and love in my heart towards this conversation. If you say everything that you're feeling to your mother right now, not to the press, not on this podcast, and you still get the reaction that you're expecting, you know it's time to go off to London and move on. But if you're raw, <laughs> okay, I'll agree <laughs> to disagree. <laughs> but if you're raw, then all right, let's you know what? Okay, we'll see, move on. see if there's any others in there that 
that continue this? Because this is a common theme in the emails. Okay. If I can recall correctly, Stephanie mentioned that Heidi does not let her mother-in-law spend time with Gunner. And Steph's mom is afraid is afraid to upset Spencer and Heidi for fear that she will not get to see her grandson. Are you kidding me? Mr. and Miss Pratt are funding Spidey's lives thus far, not to mention paid for the house Spidey is living in. Also, in my opinion, I think Spencer and Heidi have not mentioned any of the drama or Stephanie on their podcast because they want to portray a certain image. Spencer and Heidi have admitted they regret their actions and the way they were perceived on the hills. They are trying to figure out what to say without looking foolish again. Okay, one side note to that is my brother growing up, like when we were on the hills, he always said to someone that you're in a fight with, never talk about them, never give them airtime. So that's what they're doing. Right. They're all about their how they look, their appearance, their new selves. But yeah, they're trying to be these two fake people. And I listened to Tanya on the podcast last week. And she had spent time with them, and she was saying how amazing, how hilarious and fantastic they are, and what a great couple and family. And, like, that is true. They are the best couple and the cutest family with literally the cutest son. But they only like each other. And they're very charming. When Amy first met them, like, they're the most – in school, whenever I, you know, go to English, they'd be like, oh, you're Spencer Pratt's little sister. You know, like, everyone loved my brother. He's so engaging and so great. So if you ask anyone who's met them, oh my God, they're so great. But like everyone can be great in a introduction. Well, that answers that question. <laughs> this one's from Mary. Um, I was wondering if Stephanie could elaborate more about how Heidi seeked out Lauren while in co- college so they could be on Laguna Beach. Was Heidi's friendship with Lauren genuine in the beginning? How did becoming friends with Lauren affect Stephanie's friendship with Heidi? The Hills didn't show too much of that. So I'm wondering how bad things really were. Stephanie hinted that they never forgave her for becoming friends with Lauren. I think that is the biggest catalyst for everything is that I became friends with Lauren. But I don't regret it. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know if Heidi was genuine when she first met Lauren. I mean, she grew up wanting to be a pop star and wanted to be famous. That's the story that she's told me what she did. And I don't know if her and Lauren were ever friends. But I do know that <clears throat> Heidi didn't respect their friendship enough. Why should I be loyal to them when I've actually made a real friendship with Lauren? Yeah, and that's and that's what I was saying earlier. As long as you focus on each friendship and it has nothing to do with the other people in your life, that's how it's got to be. So that's also on them. And that's what I didn't understand is like they were so mad at me. Like we fell out completely. He unsistered me, blah, 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 about Lauren. But they were the ones, allegedly, that did something. So why would I be mean to Lauren? Yeah. Once I found out the reason that they've fallen out hmm. did i answer that one yeah, yeah. Did. Okay. okay next one from mary kate i think stephanie made the right decision in letting things out because it's not healthy to bottle those things up both sides should look at the situation and reflect on it if there's anything they could have done or be doing different i'm just curious if stephanie has done any self-reflection to say where my flaws are in the situation we kind of already talked about yeah. that yeah people definitely want you to hold your part accountable And it sounds like you are, yeah. Absolutely. I think you did. I think, you know, I think you know. And I think think you're going to do what's best for you in the right time. Just putting that out there. Okay. From Lindsay, douche canoes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hi, Amy. I think you're awesome. I'm sorry people are a-holes, LOL. Also, I think Wells and Steph are awesome, but sad people are such douche canoes to Amy. (laughs) No questions. Just wanted to say that. (laughs) Cheers, douche canoes. We love, love you. I love the word douche, douche canoes. Okay. Um, from Alyssa. Thoughts on the trip to Paris. I'm concerned about the mention of what Spencer did to her in Paris again in London. She sounded so broken, and considering she spilled tea on everything else, it makes me think it was very serious. I hate to jump to con- conclusions, but I feel like she was trying to protect him by not telling. I'm not asking what happened. I'm concerned he did something truly horrible to her and asked for forgiveness. And because he is a sibling, she was pressured by her family to forgive. 
I truly hope that isn't the case. If that's the case, Stephanie, please cut your family off. I won't say any details about Paris because Spencer has a son, you know, is a wife and a child, and that wouldn't be fair. Um, if that weren't the case and this whole explosion happened a couple of years ago, possibly. Uh, but for about three months, I fought my parents on it. I was in um, a hospital for depression and with my primary on, I'd have my parents on speaker and I was with my primary therapist. And all I said for three months was just admit it, admit it, admit what he did, admit it. And no, like nothing is real. Like, <laughs> is there a way? What, like my family's just in denial. Like, can I ask a question? Yeah. In regards to this situation, why is it so important to you for your parents to have these feelings against Spencer and Heidi as well? If it can, can it just be about how they treat you? I love what you just said. That question. Um, yeah. I just we we're in the same line of work, right? I think it's my parents have told me it's very hard to separate, you know, the both of us and to be seeing us on TV and, and, you know, hearing the same issues just from different camps. So it's just gotten too messy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Heidi and Steph's friendship from Taylor. I'm rewatching The Hills to get ready for the upcoming premiere. From what I've seen, Heidi and Steph seem like they had a good friendship and that the problems lie with Spencer. Yeah, I adored Heidi when I first met her. She was this cute girl from Colorado wearing Ugg boots and pink tops with her short, croppy blonde hair. And, like, she was just adorable. So do you think that Spencer changed her or the reality show changed her? I don't think... I think always in the back of her mind, it was, you know, she had to be nice to me. She had to be my friend. She needed me on the show because I was her only friend. Because Lauren had made all the girls go against her. I mean, my brother and Heidi would have never invited me onto the hills unless it was for their benefit. Like, they never, they never would share any opportunity with me. I mean, in my opinion, I was on the show because they wanted Heidi to have a friend. And I guess that's not genuine then. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one is from Adrian. On the Napa wine trip, Stephanie said Derek could stay in her room for the night. Did this happen? We need to hear all the nitty gritty. Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes, he stayed in my room. Oh. Yeah, well, actually, I had an after party in my room, true Stephanie style. And uh, we did really weird games. Wells will have to explain them next week. But so there are like four boys and we're all doing these weird games. Not like sex. No, no, no. Oh, these were like, I was like, oh, my God, just get no. Flush? Oh, my God. No, I say the worst things. I literally need a muzzle. I was like, oh, my what? gosh. Get me a muzzle. Keep going. Uh, no, we were all doing like sudden, improv I think I'm like a very games. serious journalist. <laughs> Hello, Diane. <laughs> uh, no, we we're doing like improv games and dork stuff. But yeah, he did sleep over. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. OK. Um, from Beth. How does Stephanie feel about her mom posting photos on Instagram definitely in support of Heidi and Spencer? What? <laughs> I don't know. Did, I tried to find your mom on Instagram and I couldn't today, so I can't even dive into For it. For real? Well, I don't know what her name is on Instagram. I didn't do that deep of a dive. But I did. So I don't know. So I guess this is. You know what? My mom is really immature. And Hold like, on. Before I mean, we I'm also up, very immature. Before you make the decision before we go off what Beth says, let's see what actually happened. Let's real time find the post. Oh my God. What? I can't go on it because I'm not following her. No, not no! refollow. We can't we can't refollow that before we happen. send the text. Yeah. So, Beth, we can't even answer your question. Beth, can you send us a screen grab of that? Beth, Beth, we're not friends. I can't be making new following of people today. Ugh, jeepers. Okay, I have some rapid-fire questions for you. So let's take a break, and then we'll get into it.
OpenFit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it's personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. Get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. View on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. I personally love to do Extend Bar with Andrea Rogers. She helps you lose weight, sculpt lean muscle, and build strength without the bulk. It's a mix of cardio, Pilates, and ballet fundamentals. The best part is no bar required. OpenFit has changed the way I work out, and with my code PRATCAST, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code PRATCAST and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free tiles. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. When you text PRATCAST to 303030. You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text PRATCAST to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. All right. um, So now we're moving on to awkward sloth. (laughs) Rapid fire questions. We got to do these quick. Okay. Okay. Do you regret doing the original show, The Hills? Would you do it again? Do not regret it. And yes, I would do it again. What would you do differently? Nothing. Were you and LC really friends or was it just for the show? Are you still friends? Yes. We used to go get um, those, what are those ball drinks? Bobas. Yeah. God, ball drinks. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we used to get bobas like after class. Like we had our own secret friendship and we would have like the PAs and the producers like cover for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will you do comment- commentary of Old Hills episodes on Snapchat slash Unshub? Because the old would be awesome. Um, the old would just be me screaming and cringing and <laughs> <laughs> not chill. Okay. Do you think Spidey will blow through their money just like last time? Yes. Uh, your parents financially supported them for so long. Then they get their own money and they buy a $10,000 handbag. Does that piss you off? What? <laughs> You're kidding. I, I mean, I didn't write it, but the sloth says so. Heidi is all about Jesus these days. Was she religious back in the day? Yes, she went to Bible camp. Okay. But that Bible camp prided themselves on being materialistic did and spending 10000 on handbags. Oh, my goodness. Um, did any Hills cast go to church? Yes, most of them do. Um, you said you don't know the real Heidi. Tell us everything. Um. I did a lot of that the last two episodes. Um, I think you're just going to have to watch and see for yourself. Good answer. Okay. Um, from But Car- also, like, the one thing that, like, I don't know if people understand is if, Teddy, if we were good friends and you said, okay, Stephanie, I'm going to get liposuction on my thighs and in my stomach. I'm going to get a butt job. I'm going to have my ears pinned back. I'm going to get another nose job. Um, I'm going to get liposuction you know, in my arms, and then I want boobs the size of H for Heidi. I would say, Teddy, you're so beautiful. You do not need any of that. Of course, do what you want to do. But to do 10 surgeries that are so massive in a day for a magazine cover, you have to be nuts. That's my opinion. She like. I mean, I really think that doctor should. I mean, I didn't even know that was allowed. But here's the thing, wouldn't you, I would think you but a, a professional. You're not right in the mind. If a professional you think would you tell need, you no. If you think you need all those things done. Something else is going on. Yeah. Something else is going on. You're, you know, I you're mean, struggling. But you, you can look at it as you're obviously struggling with something. Uh, well, then she got, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so from Courtney. I'm going to be honest. I have never once watched an episode of The Hills. I started listening to the podcast a few weeks ago because I love Wells. 
I'm not sure if it'd be redundant, but would you be able to do an episode where you do a rundown on the main points of the original series? I'm familiar with some of the main characters like Spencer, Heidi, Lauren, and Whitney, but other than that, I don't know much. I think on our um at the beginning of the podcast, maybe the first episode, episode two or three, um, we do talk about like the main points of the hills. But we can definitely do this next week. Do it some more. May 13th. Perfect. Um, from Taylor. We have different scenarios, but my father and I have not spoken in almost six months over the fact that I would stay with my boyfriend who lives out of the state. Keep in mind, I'm 20 years old and my dad has called me an unpaid, called me an unpaid whore <sighs> and just a body for someone to have sex with. I told him I need an apology and have gotten nothing. He at one point took my car from me and is now no longer supporting me while I finish nursing school. Stephanie is not alone with parents who have let her down. Oh, my God. Taylor. That's that's really awful. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm really sorry. I'm not a Teddy, (laughs) but I think you've done the right thing by cutting right, Teddy? Ugh. I think those are yeah, really vile things to say. With I, no I, apology. I, yeah, I think, you know, as long as she said to him, you know, I understand that you disagree with what I'm doing, but it absolutely does not call for saying those things to me. Those and, are things I would not say to anybody ever. So and the Taylor, fact that you can say that about your daughter is messed up. But Taylor, also, like, how awesome are you that you're still going to put yourself through nursing school? Right. That you've, you know, maintained your relationship and you're moving forward. And talking about it. Like, the best is yet to come, Taylor. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's from Aaron. Um, how did it come to be that Misha Barton is on the Hills? I feel like the new Hills has enough fans that we would have watched without a new person. And if anything, that un- that kind of turned me off from the idea of a revival. Did she know any of the cast already, or did producers just randomly throw her in? Did she ask to be on it? I'm so confused. Okay, so... Brody and I have known Misha for a long time, uh, like party days in our 20s and stuff. And MTV was talking to a lot of girls to see, like, just to get more cast, just, you know, more fun. And they chose Misha, which I was super excited about because I love her. But I think people are confused. They didn't bring Misha Barton on to replace Lauren Conrad. She's not coming on to be the narrator or the star of the show. She's just simply coming on to join us as a group of friends. Friends, right. Makes sense. Um, From Lindsay. When the show aired, I thought Stephanie was an alcoholic and had stopped drinking. It was a whole storyline. Was that fake? Also, what happened to Lowe? It'd be fun to do a where are they now with all the old cast. Uh, No, that was was not fake. But uh, actually, it was drugs that I was... Getting help for okay. and NA, Narcotics Anonymous. I feel bad saying this, but I don't really like it. I felt way more support and learned way more in AA. So I chose to go to AA classes while dealing with, you know, coming off drugs and again with my therapist. So I've never had an alcohol problem. I wish I liked the taste more because I love being tipsy and a little bit drunks. <laughs> it <laughs> is so fun. But yeah. Okay. And then what... I couldn't even drink the wine on the wine trip. I ended up getting a vodka soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then what happened to Lowe? Lowe was, we kept in touch for a really long time. Lowe just moved back to LA like I think a year or two ago. She's in Laguna. And I think she's got her website business called The Lowdown still oh, going. Cool. All right. But she hates all of us. Oh, she does? <laughs> all right. Well, there. sorry, Lo. Okay, from Leah. You guys do a great job of grounding the drama and trying to make some sense of the crazy. Personal opinion is Steph is just timing this drama to bring hype to the show to increase viewership. She's essentially Chris Jennering the family by orchestrating the drama. No denying Heidi might be a selfish, sorry, selfish menace. However, based on what we've heard from Stephanie, it sounds like she's perfectly timing this drama to help ratings. Okay, I don't need to help ratings. (laughs) (laughs) This show is massive. We have a huge fan base. Like, we're all good. Um, This, I've been in L.A. for, what, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. This is the longest. I barely was in London this year. So after eight months, like, I can't help the timing. 
Like, she did something, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So, no, none of this is fake. This is not, I have not timed this. I'm sure you wish it was fake. (laughs) Ideally, I do. (laughs) But, um, no, there was, it was just too much. After, and also, I haven't lived here. I haven't seen them for so long. And here I've been, like, filming with them for all these months and getting into it. Like, dude, the timing is just, like... It's how it happened. Yeah. You couldn't control it. Okay, from Meg from Australia. I believe everything Steph has said about Heidi. I do understand that some things may be exaggerated when you were hurt, but I believe in the essence of what Steph has said, and here's why. We are first introduced to Heidi at the end of season two of LB as Lauren's friend. Lauren is running a fashion show and her boyfriend Jason hooks up with his ex, Jessica. Jessica is best friends with Lauren's enemy, Kristen C. Why then is Heidi all besties with Kristen on the catwalk? I think this is when they become friends and ultimately what led Kristen to introduce Spencer to Heidi. Okay, that's one. Two. Wait, can I answer that first? Yeah. Okay. Um... So what I heard is Kristen was offered a spinoff. She turned it down to be an actress. And so it was given to Lauren. So Heidi clearly went to Kristen and then to Lauren. Ah, okay. Um, Heidi actively encourages Jen Bunny to hook up with Lauren's crush in season two. It's on camera. We see it. Lauren and Jen end their friendship, and in the midst, Heidi denies involvement and sort of turns on Jen for the hookup. I've never met one of Heidi's friends. Perez Hilton is her godfather, Gunner's godfather, and her makeup artist is Gunner's godmother. I've never, in all of knowing Heidi, she's never introduced me to a friend besides Natalie Dunn, who is the best. Wow. So yeah, this. I mean, <laughs> okay, this is it's actually simple when you like break it down. Yeah. Um, in bonus footage from the season that Heidi and Spencer move in together, they call one of the utility companies to connect the electricity of whatever and charge it to Spencer's mom's card without telling her. And Heidi pretends to be Janet Pratt on the phone. <laughs> I guess there's not really a question there. Um, if Heidi was really concerned about Steph's sobriety, then why would she bring alcohol and drink it in front of her in the first place? You would never do that to family. I think that they were worried that the show didn't stir enough drama. I'm not sure. But again, that's so nice for your concern, but alcohol's never been a problem for me. Okay. Um, This is from Jess. I'm loving how raw and real the podcast is. Sending nothing but love to Stephanie. Oh, thank you. Uh, Wells, you keep saying things like, I think everything will work out. The problem is with toxic family, that is not a safe blanket system. It took this long for Stephanie to confront this pain. And if her family does not recognize their part, then it is not safe for Steph. She may have to cut herself off for a very long time. Teddy, that is my soulmate right there. Whoever I know, Jess. That's exactly how I feel, Jess. Thank you so much. Do you you see, though, Teddy? You now kind of understand more. I completely understand. My... My point is simply to, f- to say exactly what's going on directly to them so that then you can fully cut yourself off knowing that you've cleared everything else up. Like there's no loose ends on your part. But I do understand cutting off a toxic relationship. Uh, and that's what it is. It's a toxic environment. Okay. Money. Everything kept coming back to money. This is a control and a manipulation tactic. I think being completely financially independent from her parents is so key. I agree. Um, you know, I have an apartment in London and I've got bills, you know, I rent it. I mean, I have three jobs besides filming to make money and I'm sensible with it. I know that my flights to London are really expensive. So I won't, you know, go to 14 carats and get 10 rings. Yeah, I'll get one, but like <laughs> I won't get them all. Um, I just have more serious payment uh, bills. You're, you're hustling. Yes. We all are. I know. I've been hustling for a long time. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Stephanie on the Hills, but I felt like I really got oh, to... sorry. And also, like, this was also one of my arguments with my parents in a previous fight is... And I just ran into my girlfriend, Jamie Geller, and I was telling her kind of, like, what's happened. And she was like, that's such bull Stephanie. Like, you've been in London hustling your ass off. Like, you've gotten a book, a clothing line, a jewelry line. You did a nutrition line. I mean, like, you've been hustling. You were the only one in your family paying for yourself. And I was like, you're right. Like, that's crazy. So take pride in that. And I did. I love, like, I 
totally do. But yeah. Yeah. You, you know what you're doing. You know the things that you're doing that are right. I think I do write things better in London when I have all this distance. Okay. Sorry. Go okay. on with the fire round. Um, I liked Stephanie on the Hills, but I felt I really got to know her better on MIC. I think, do I say MIC oh, or yes. Mick? So that's <laughs> MIC. So that's the show Made in made Chelsea. Made in Chelsea. I just didn't know the, the slang. Um, I think uh, Made in Chelsea episode would be a nice departure from the difficult conversations. And maybe you could get an MIC cast member on. Who oh, was, on the podcast. Yes. Um, well, Lucy and Tiff are actually coming out at the end of May. Cool. So I'll definitely try to make that happen. And that's so random that you said that because I miss Made in Chelsea so much. I was actually going to throw uh, post a throwback photo of the cast and I. But yeah, I really miss them. I miss my British bunch. You miss. I can hear the accent come out occasionally. Yeah, it's not that bad anymore. <laughs> eight months. Been here eight months. Um, an episode about Steph's best Hills memories would be awesome, too. And an episode about who is authentic when filming and who completely changes once the cameras start rolling. Ooh. I think you guys will find out. Ooh, <laughs> it's, I can't wait. <sighs> Oh, I don't even know if I'm going to watch it, honestly. I'm just going to let the podcast be my... Do you not, do you not have my... to blog about it? No, they make you vlog. I don't even know how to blog. Ugh, lucky you. Seriously. <laughs> but it's kind of... The more things that I don't know how to do, the more things people do for me. <laughs> it's kind of genius. Oh, well, there you are, taking accountability. Right? It is genius, though. <laughs> well, I can't do that. Well, I had so much fun with you today. Teddy, thank you for all my notes that I've written. Um, I, I like it. I couldn't have asked for a better person to see this soon after I got back from Hawaii. Well, I, 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 I truly think the best is yet to come. Thank you. I do too. And I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Hey, by the way, Duncan has breakfast sandwiches, freshly made with delicious ingredients. Guests can choose from sausage, egg and cheese, bacon, egg and cheese, turkey sausage, ham, egg and cheese, veggie, egg white, or the egg and cheese breakfast sandwich. Basically anything you want. Duncan has over 8,000 locations around America. Odds are there's one near you. And Duncan just launched its new Duncan Bowls at participating restaurants nationwide and three new signature lattes. Stop by your nearest Duncan to try one today. Oh, okay. So, Teddy, we, Wells and I closed the show. Okay. Okay. So, you've got to go, Hills, yeah. Okay. Hills, yeah. Show's over. <laughs> Follow Prattcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.